Welcome to Self Careless, podcast by and for people going through it. No life coaches, no millionaire influencers, just poor little old people trying to get their ass out of bed. No, Andy Dufresne, don't do that voice. So it's been, or it's been a long time since the last podcast. Um, yeah, um, we'll do a proper catch up. But first, again, let me just say thank you for everyone for listening. Um, it's mad that even three of my friends listen, let alone the the billions who have downloaded. Um, maybe it's somewhere in between, but you know. I'm just grateful for you all, um, especially those of you who get in touch and especially the one of you who said you're waiting for the next episode. So thank you, Ellie. Today, um, I mentioned in the last episode that I was going to talk about my 21 goals for 2021. Um, So we are going to, I'm going to talk about sort of goals, work, achievement, all that kind of thing. But things might have changed. But before before that, it's been a while. It's been a while. So last catch up with Sophie. <laughs> I hope I don't get sued. Let's catch up with Sophie. So bum 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 bum. First things first, uh today marks sixty-nine days sober. Nice. So yeah, there's there's been it's there's been stuff. Um, why hasn't there been a podcast? Probably because I've I did become a stagnant bedwoman again. So Christmas was actually fine. Um, I had a nice time with Mima. You know, I managed to not drink at all, at all. You guys, the clap clap clap. Thank you. Um, it's not even a Thursday. I, I'm very grateful. Um and again New Year's Eve I um I was well actually so let's start end of Christmas so Christmas was nice I got some wonderful presents um not that presents are what it's about but the presents showed that I didn't necessarily have that complete solitude and loneliness that I was talking about in the episode that that I had those friendships and that love and connection that that um I wasn't feeling for so long so um in that case the presents kind of were important I suppose because they they reminded me that that love was there um and you know the the vaccine was announced and you know it was all like we were going to roll the vaccine out I was feeling optimistic and joyful um and and then I went home after Christmas and that sort of, for a day, you know, like I was clearing up, I took all the decorations down, I um, was having a clear out, a bit of a purge and was feeling good um, for about a day, <laughs> for about a day. And then basically from then to about two weeks ago, I spent at least 80% of the time in bed. Um, Usually, 
stinky, usually sad, usually just either, you know, just listen, listening to podcasts, not eating anything, and then um, suddenly realizing I'm hungry and getting uh, shit delivered. And you know what? Surprisingly, that didn't make me feel good. You know what? So um, that's where I, where I was really only until a few weeks ago. Uh, it was it really really sucked, and I had the guilt of not doing this podcast. You know, I was feeling this connection with all you guys, with you imaginary people out there, my imaginary family who will. I'm building it so you come. Um, and so I felt bad about that. I really wanted to keep this regular and reliable. Um, but after a while, the podcast starts to look like its owner. So or it's neither. Um, really hoping to get it back to every two weeks. Um, so that's the plan. But sometimes depression eats you up and you become a duvet. Um, like Kate Moss said, nothing tastes as good as duvet feels. So that's where I was. I became a nocturnal bat where at night I'd fret about the fact I'd been asleep all day <laughs> and uh, listen to podcasts and do puzzles and chain, uh, not chain smoke, but smoke too much, um, drink Pepsi Max and then um, finally get to sleep somewhere between four and seven in the morning um and wake up again in the late afternoon or something uh it was depressiony um interestingly there hasn't been any highs since my assessment the psychiatric assessment so i don't know how that'll be when i go then i imagine we'll be talking about um uh, i forgot what i called it emotional dysregulation I'm gonna look up now actually emotional regulation disorder emotional regulation disorder um so I didn't realize yeah so I haven't had any high moments um for a while so I'm thinking either they are only associated with specific stresses or drinking and in fact maybe I'm just depressed not just depressed it's it's a thing um maybe i'm simply depressed simply understand yourself um or maybe it's emotional dysregulation or something which i think he wrote down on my letters and i've only just got around to googling that and it seems to be that's basically another word for by um borderline personality disorder which makes me realize the stigma that is attached with that because I'm now going oh god I hope it's not as if that as if having borderline personality disorder means that I've got a bad personality <laughs> I've got a cool personality I'm fun whereas really it just means intense emotions and um and behaving appropriately you know having acceptable emotional experiences but um I guess the sort of what you the typical versions of those are like um mad anger and strops and things like that whereas maybe I just 
become a hermit and completely withdraw instead maybe that still counts as that if it does it sounds pretty me because that's what I've done um okay yeah just looking at this article someone with BP so you know lots of people have depression but are still able to go to work or whatever However, someone with BPD lacks the ability to regulate emotions appropriately. If they go through the same situation, they may become depressed to the point of not functioning, engaging in destructive or violent behaviours or impulsive activities like promiscuity. Girl, don't judge. Anyway. So yeah, interesting. Live, live coping with the fact, that, live realisation that I might have borderline personality disorder. Um, sitting quite uncomfortably. Oh, um, let's uh, <laughs> let's just get on with the episode and maybe deal with that. Once I've managed to chill. Oh, um, so yes, actually, just quickly on the drinking. Yes, yeah, sixty-nine days, nearly seventy. Um, I finished up my program with Change, Grow, Live, and they've been absolutely amazing. Um, my my coach, I guess, mentor, uh, Tamsin, was a total laugh. We always had a really good giggle and, um, you know, got on very well. Um, and I've since attended my first smart recovery meeting, which um, I recommend to anyone um, with uh, any, not just drink, anything, anything, um, especially those who are put off by the idea of like AA or something, which uh, I am. I. Uh, they don't like labels like no one uses labels like alcoholic or anything. You don't have to. You don't have to excl- uh, Um. You don't have to label yourself and proclaim that. Um. And there's no nothing. It's all a science-based approach. So nothing about. There's no steps. There's nothing about like making your peace with God or doing big forgiveness. It's really just a supportive community, and giving each other like tools and ways to. Um, ways to get through sober life after not not being that good with the opposite um, and just being there for each other, just feeling not alone, you know. Being on a nice video call with a bunch of people who get it is nice. Um, so check out smartrecovery.org, um, smartrecovery.org. Um, for the, on your first session, like you literally can just sit in, have no mic, no video, you can pretend you don't exist just to see what they're like, see if it's for you. Um, so yeah, maybe check that out if you're wanting some more support on giving up drinking or drugs or sex or gambling or whatever it is. Um, yes. So let's let's have a look at those goals. Let's check out Sophie's massive goals. <laughs> So, yeah, I was going to have 21 for 21 goals for 2021. But what a mouthful. I mean, saying 2021 anyway is just too much. And mm, 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 mm. it was so easy to set <laughs> so many goals um, and things I want to do and all that. Um, but I thought well, I sort of did a first draft and there are about 40 um and I whittled them down to 21 um but some of them they are things I want to do but I don't really like attach any sort of strong belief or care into them you know it's like I did the running thing last year did couched 5k and 
really proud of that and I want to keep that up um I want to you know get faster I want to not have to walk you know do a 5k without having to walk I want to all the you know not get so out of breath all those kind of things um but I don't really really care it's just something that is fun and makes me feel healthier and more positive like it's good for my self-esteem and all those sort of knock-on effects but it's not what I want to achieve it's sort of something that will help me support that so it's something that I want to do but it's not the thing so I decided to really bang my hand on the mic and reconsider um and having done that I decided I've got down to five goals five things that mean a lot to me um and I've already done one I said I've already I've already achieved I've already done one of my five goals for 2021 2021 already one done so we're going to look at the five things later tease uh, but I want to talk more about goals, expectations, potential, the pressure we put on ourselves. Um, And even in the Smart Recovery meeting, I really connected with this really lovely person um, where we just completely identified where I was talking about how now I'm sober, I feel like I should be using all that time I was drinking to achieve this, achieve this, write this book, record this podcast, go on this run get this then and it sucks um because in actual fact everything became way more real so like emotions where maybe before you go I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed I'm gonna have a bottle of wine (laughs) now the the overwhelm stays until you sort of just figure out you just ride it which isn't fun or think about maybe what it is and and deal with that and in that you know realizing I am so frustrated with myself because uh, I deep down believe in myself like my potential is crazy big <laughs> and the fact that I'm not um that I'm that my mental health or me and my self-destruction whatever it is is holding me back pisses me off there's so much I could do not the singing by the way I listened to that back for some reason when I was editing the episode I actually thought it sounded quite good and I was like oh nice then I listened back to them all one time um to sort of urge myself that it was good and to go on with it and generally I did think oh this podcast you know I'm quite proud of what I've done here apart from from the singing at the end that was oh dear anyway the point is not singing but like maybe writing comedy other performing I think I could do quite well at it um and you know other people have said so but I've never really committed you know I sort of wiggled my toe in stand up and didn't try hard enough um did the same with like improv and and then the, the writing uh only ever do it when someone's paying me and there's a deadline so it's hard it's hard um and there's this big 
I don't know if it's a perfectionist thing, but you know, I don't want to be shit at it. And to get good at it, you have to keep doing it. And to do it, you have to believe in yourself. And it's it's just really, really tough. Um, so I guess that's sort of why I'm trying to really just focus on what exactly it is that I want to achieve and not like actual achievements, not like publish a book or get a show done or anything like that. Um, it's what do I want to do? Like, I want to write, I want to perform. It's not about a tick. It's about an, an ongoing action, a sort of what how I want to live, I suppose, is the best way to put it, rather than an, than an achievement. Um, and I want to live creatively and I really have zero care about success about that at the moment. I've always pushed myself with these things. Like, there's so many, I look back and there's so many things I've done but maybe not really followed through with like starting a comedy night with my own stand-up with hosting with improv with opening a bookshop with um writing a children's book with doing a script writing degree with doing a sketch show in edinburgh um what else laurie i'm getting a cat um various relationships you know all these kinds of things um and it's it's been tough I uh especially with the depression but generally have these real sort of self-loathing feelings around laziness and there's a book that's just come out I've been listening to it on audible while I wait for my print version um and it's called laziness does not exist by type 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 Devon Price Dr Devon Price um and it's really, it's really good. <laughs> Thanks for joining me for for book club. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's <laughs> with laziness, especially with depression. It's so hard not to just hate yourself for being lazy, but really, you're not being lazy. You're ill, and you're healing, and um, yeah. So this Devon Price is a um academic as well as various things um and was saying you know all these people people when they don't do homework when they've chosen to do say a degree um they're not not doing the homework because they're lazy like they there's something stopping them whether that's subconscious and they even might think they're being lazy you know even like procrastination and things like that there's something getting in the way whether it's mental health or um living conditions or anything it can be um, but it's a nice book that sort of talks about all those things and really challenging people's empathy of others. That's a recommendation. But it's affected me like over this whole decade where which where I've been struggling. Um I've really struggled to stay in work because of uh of my um stupid brain. My first job in London was good. I was there for a few years and it was like a little junior travel writer. It was all good. Um, got on really well with everyone. Felt sort of, felt um, a belonging and, you know, happy with the work. It was fulfilling. I felt I was doing well at it. I was growing with the role. Went from writer to editor, all those kind of things. Um, but then it, it it tupied over, which is where the contract I was working on was bought by another company, and I was sort of went with the contract. 
So I was doing exactly the same work, but in a different company, in a different office with different people. I was the only one in the writing team, at least, that in the editorial team, at least, that went along. And I didn't like the new place. They were snobby and they didn't like me much, I don't think, either. It was... I uh, didn't feel at home and so I started looking for other work and then sort of uh, depression said hello um, and hung around for a long time and after that I basically went from job to job with the exception of um, one company Y Plan which I can talk about all I want because it doesn't exist anymore um, but they were fabulous um, I did have some uh, quite a bit of uh, depression absence um, but they were they were good with it. Um, um, the only reason I left there was it was it was changing and I didn't like it anymore. It was <laughs> I didn't feel at home anymore. I liked my little work family and it was all changing. And I decided that after a few years that it was you know it was changing. It wasn't what I liked anymore, and so I decided to move on. But apart from those like two jobs, I've basically don't think I've been anywhere longer than six months and some of that has been like some of that has been on purpose you know it's a freelance contract or something um but but more than I'd like hasn't where either I've um jumped ship early because I saw the, the illness coming and didn't know how to deal with it or um asked to leave or asked to leave because of um mental health absence or the worst one, um, sort of very much encouraged, very much like, oh, well, you should probably just resign, right? If it's if you can't handle the job. I was so stupid to do that. Um, yeah, because they didn't want to, <laughs> they didn't want me to be able to go, hang on a minute, you can't let me go because I'm ill. Um, so I did it. <sighs> fell on my own sword is that what you could is that the right thing anyway for alongside that I was trying to <laughs> trying to have a million side hustles um and always angry with myself for not for not thriving in all these things so I mean poor old Soph just try and give it, have a job stop trying to have a full-time job and a writing career and a stand-up career <laughs> So, um, I kind of burned out and, um, now rebuilding, um, but I guess my point is simplify. <laughs> if you, if you're like me, if you've identified at all, maybe it might help if, if you try and simplify, which is what I'm doing. Um, so on that, I've had some counselling and therapies and figuring out really really what is important to me and made uh, that was a good noise wasn't it it was like um one of those tubes you get as a kid where you turn it upside down and it <laughs> it goes the thing goes down it the um the archived ones there were so many um were the ones where there were going to be 21 um healthier sleep and morning routine stay at this person's house do this um community event no more takeaways on my own already failed that one 
um, tidy flat once a week, you know, real spring clean every week, go on holiday abroad, get a full-time job I care about, no pressure, get a thousand downloads of self-careless, no pressure, um, publish this every fortnight. So as I did these, I don't reach 80 kilograms, quit smoking, hmm, these were all the things that were on my original list, um, too many, there were even more than that, that's just a taster. Um, so I've just simplified down to five things and I've already done one, kind of two. So stay sober. This is very important to me. If you listen to episode two, the alcohol confessional, you'll know how much alcohol has been not good for me um, and how I've tried moderating and it doesn't work and I've been like, a million times better since giving up completely. So sticking with that. So that's a big important one. Number two, do some creative writing, poetry or prose or anything really, but just not like my work copy or a commissioned silly humour book type thing, like something that's actually my idea with no, you're doing this because it's a job. I want to do it because I want to express myself and explore that thing so I mentioned before I've got a write like a girl course coming up next week it starts so that's exciting um so I'll um hopefully that'll even be ticked off by the next episode who knows but obviously I'm when I say do some the ideal is to create a writing habit like a routine and just like make it part of my life um, but the real thing is do some, because last year I did none. Um, number three, have sex. Oh, it's an important thing. And again, like your creative writing, last year I had none. <laughs> um, and this year I want to have some. Blush. Number four, read ten fiction books. Again, like really a realistic thing would be way more like one a month. What's that? But as you will know, last year I managed three, one of which was a picture book or something stupid. So another a realistic one. And hopefully if I'm writing, like I'll just get more inspired to be in that world. Again, with fiction books, that can be that can be a um, a poetry collection or something. But not I'm not this year. <laughs> picture books don't count. All right. And number five, grow self-careless, which really just means do more episodes. Um, again, there's an ideal version of this where I do it every two weeks and a million people listen. But the reality is that the, you keep listening and I keep doing it. And there's more people at the end of the year than there were at the beginning. That's really all I want. Um, the cat just snored. So yeah, stay sober. <clears throat> Adjust mic. One, stay sober. Two, do some creative writing. Three, have sex. Four, read ten fiction books. Five, grow self-careless. Good goals. They all mean a lot to me. And they're all doable. Um, and if I achieve them, I'm not going to add more goals. I'm just going to try and do those things like more often. With more confidence. You know, make them part of the day-to-day because if I if I finish this year still sober 
with some sort of writing and reading habit more in my life with sex and with a podcast that is just something that, that I just do now, I will be a happy bunny. And then I can start thinking about maybe getting on a stage or a specific writing project, growing something like that. But these are very, very, very good building blocks. So they're important. And that's good. Um, let's do the outro. Thank you for joining me again for Self Careless. I'm a very babbly girl and this, this, this podcast really does need more of a format. At the moment it's, hello, this is what about, what's going on with me. You might identify. Okay, thanks. Bye. And that is fine, but um, maybe we should have guests. Maybe I should have people on. I really want to talk to a psychiatrist, not for me. I know I'm doing that anyway, but I mean about the whole thing. Like, how do you know? Is there a checklist? Do you look in their eyes? Do you... What is it? Is it literally like, are you trying to read their emotions and how they react to things? Or is it just, what if they lie? Can you tell? It's mad. Don't say mad. It's not appropriate. <laughs> but it is. It's fucked. Thank you for listening. Please get in touch. Please, 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 please. Um, at selfcarelesspod on Twitter and selfcarelesspod at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and... Do you know, I've not had a review yet, so that'd be nice. Maybe that that'd be a thing you could do on iTunes or or wherever you you listen. Stick a nice thing on there. Say something nice. Would you like some ASMR? Would that help? What if I got some I've actually got some bubble wrap right here. Oh, bubble wrap. Would you like me to pop it? Ooh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Pop it again, baby. No? Oh, no. Um, I'm sorry I couldn't pop it again for you. Um, still. So, ASMR segment done. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the podcast is smashing. Bye. So, get in touch. If you would like to come on the show and talk about how you're going through it, either whatever it's about, please do. Please, we can chat and giggle and take the mickey out of each other and cry. Yes, let's cry. Let's make crying podcasts. Everyone wants one. So anyway, thank you for joining me. I am not singing at the end of this week, you'll be pleased to hear. And I love you. Is that okay? <laughs>